baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. drinks beer more football welcome to bink at night welcome back to bink at night jay binkley dusty likens here's another one for you the astros and the cheating scandal the sign stealing the elaborate process of it that actually might be a decent series i like the one here give me something about the early 2000s miami hurricanes football team (laughs) That's a good one, too. They have a YouTube video for the texter. I don't know if you know this or not. If you're still listening, I hope you are, because that was only two minutes ago. Uh, it's called the Seventh Floor Crew. Uh, guys on that uh, mixtape, Jerron Beeson, Greg Olson. He goes by a different name. <laughs> it rhymes with G-Reg. That's his line in the song. If you want to go look it up, it's very uh, explicit, so we can't play it. But, yeah, the 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 early Miami football teams, I mean – you talk about Pinkley. You talk about talent that came out of that school from 96 to Yeah, you even about go back to when Michael yeah. Irvin was there. Golly, Why man. Why is Irvin in several of these? <laughs> yeah, he just, hey, man, he went to Miami, then he went to Dallas, and then he, you know. Now he's like all like calm and stuff. Is he calm? Yeah, he does a lot of interviews. But they're always like very well amped up. Like you're like, gee, many Christmas. What about the Pony Express with Dickerson and Craig James and all the cheating they did? Because they got the death penalty. Yeah, like a lot of those were like just perfect for like a quick hour or two hour documentary on ESPN. Like, can you do 10 episodes of these things? That's the question. The only one I could see you doing 10 episodes is the Bulls. To draw people in. But who's gonna, I mean, who the hell is going to play Michael Jordan, though? Like, That's seriously. the tough thing. Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there that looks similar to Michael Jordan that they could do uh, as a fill-in. Like, there's somebody that's you – know, there's somebody – I mean, who would have thought that Magic Johnson would have been portrayed so well? Like, it it just hits with uh, with Magic Johnson. And even the the guy that plays Kareem is is great. Like, this whole series is good. So, yes, the standards are are set high to do another another series. But I would say right now my my two picks would be – Early 2000s Miami Hurricanes football is a good one, um, and then maybe that that New York Mets team, that '86, the you know the <laughs> Miracle Mets, man. You got to have the '86 Mets, man. They just all the stories I've heard about the team. I mean, there is so much involved there that can be attractive, that can be fun to watch, that can be entertaining, drama, humor. Like that's the thing about this series that it's all there. There's humor. There's drama. There's you know statistical things. There's Stuff that you've never, you know, known about or anything like that. So, uh, very interesting to see uh, how this whole series has developed. But yeah, I, you know, maybe one day they they talk about the the Chiefs of two thousand and whatever. We've got a few on the text line for the nineties uh, uh, Buffalo Bills. The, uh, you know, losing games and constantly losing the Super Bowl. But I don't know. I don't know if there's really like Andre Reid. I don't really know the personality. I mean, they, they seem kind of boring to me. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
that's the thing is like when you think about Buffalo, like was Thurman Thomas like entertaining? Was Jim Kelly entertaining? Was like in, no, was, yeah, like you know, do I want to see great players? Do I want to see two episodes about Don Beebe? Like I don't think there's anything Steve that really Tasker. <laughs> yeah, that move the noodle. Nah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything to do uh, with that. <laughs> so I mean, it's just you know, but yeah, I mean, all and that's the other thing too. Like that's a great, that's a great two hour or a, a mini series that is, you know, done on ESPN or like E60, the Bills doc. Like that's where you want to see that type of stuff. What we're trying to get at is where can you see like, like this Nets team, right? with Kyrie and Harden and Durant, how it all fell apart. There's drama. There's, there's people there like with the bills. Yes, they lost a lot, but I mean, that's just perfect with the, with the way they've done it already with the documentary. So yeah, that's a story on uh, getting there and just losing at the last minute. Did you watch any USFL this weekend? Dustman? Did not. You didn't watch any yep. Birmingham stallions. You didn't watch? No, no. I watched a ton of golf. Um, Made uh, two slabs of ribs on Sunday, and then um, what else did I do on Friday? Oh, watch the Royals, unfortunately. So you weren't intrigued, like, flip it on, just see what the uh, technologies were and how it looked? No, because I heard that, uh, what's the guy that Denver thought they did a... Uh, Paxton Lynch. A, yeah, he was still playing, throwing picks. Yeah, he's, I didn't uh, need to see that guy again. He and Shea Patterson are on Michigan. Yeah, the quarterback problem. And then Haley's out there, isn't he? Yeah, he's, uh. he's going to be playing tonight. I gotta, I gotta flip that on. Haley just can't let it go, can he? No, he's only gonna, he's always gonna have a shit. The game's on the night because it was rained out last night. The severe weather in the Birmingham area, so it's on uh, Fox Sports One right now. And there's literally like threes of people. I'm not kidding you, Dusty. It's Channel 75 on the channel. But if you flip it on there, there's like nobody there. You have never seen a stadium this empty. There's more people at a practice. I've seen more people at a junior high football game. I mean, there's nobody there. And here's the thing. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh played the ballers. But I'm okay with the USFL. I like spring leagues. I do. But, man, is there, like, a lack of talent? Now, next year, they're going to have the XFL as well. So it's going to even deplete the talent pool even more when you have the XFL and the USFL. Did you get on that channel yet, Dustman? No. Negative. Channel 75. I'm okay. not kidding you. I want you to see the uh, lack of fans. I mean, the Oakland A's would put this thing to shame. But here's the thing, though, and here's the problem, and I know people have talked about the attendance. They had good TV numbers the first night, but you got to think, their game was on Fox and NBC. So two of the main networks, they were showing their games at the same time. Now there's a chip in the football that you can easily tell where the first down marker is, and that's good technology. Supposedly the balls are supposed to glow when you get across the goal line, but I haven't seen that yet, Dusty. But there's no fans at this game. And the problem is they're playing all these games in Birmingham. I don't know if you knew that, but every single game is in Birmingham, Alabama. Every single one. They're staying at the same hotel. They're using, like, the same practice fields. They're using two fields, Protective Stadium where UAB plays games. Then there's Legion's Field that's been there forever in Birmingham. UAB used to play there, but they're using those two fields. But your whole target audience is only the people from Birmingham, Alabama. Like, I seriously doubt people from Pittsburgh – are going to pony up, go to Birmingham, Alabama, just to watch the Pittsburgh Maulers. So, yeah, if they were in their home cities, they'd probably draw some people. Because, I mean, wouldn't you be curious if Kansas City had a team? Wouldn't you want to go see them? No. If, even if you're offered free tickets. Uh, I mean, that might be something if they played, like, on a Friday night and they were like, hey, 
USFL. T- I don't even know what the USFL stands for. United States Football League. Literally, it's that simplistic. Do you have it on the channel yet? No. Oh. <laughs> I got Joel Embiid versus the Toronto Raptors. On. I know, but I just want you to take five seconds and flip it over there. 75? 75, because the stadium is 100% empty. Well, no one wants to go. I mean, seriously, look at that. Now, I will say. I mean, there is nobody there. Oh, like, wow. Like, <laughs> zero. <laughs> and one team looks like, oh, there's fans on the other side. The few. It's 10-0. <laughs> there's like 10 fits. Todd Haley's uh, coaching this game. Is he winning or losing? He, he's winning. And Paxton Lynch is his quarterback? No, he's Paxton plays for Michigan. It's Gee. Tampa Bay. It's who uh, he's coaching for. They, they have a few fans on one side. Don't, don't mistake it. There's just a couple of fans. Yeah, tonight's attendance was 104. If that, if that, uh, here's the deal. I like that. I like the, uh, I like the camera angles and the Maybe players the Pirates have a lot of stuff. We thought about this the other night because we were talking. Uh, Kling and I were talking about what innovations you would like to see in football because the XFL, the original XFL, the NFL actually took some of the innovations that the XFL was doing and used it in the NFL. I always thought like a camera right on the top of the face mask, like right in between the two bars on top of the face mask would look cool for quarterbacks. So you can see exactly what they're saying. Like to me, that'd be a cool view. Yeah. Where you could see him like go through progressions and throw the ball downfield. I think that'd be like a good, I like the pylon cameras. Don't get me wrong, but seeing what the quarterback's saying, I think that'd be fun. I'd also say that we try to do too much with camera angles. Like in March on the March madness coverage, there was a couple camera angles where like, we don't, we didn't need that. We didn't need, uh, we didn't need the types of angles they were giving us uh, during that because they either like locked in on it too long or it just didn't make sense. The quarterback cam, though, I think we've seen that or we've tried to do that and it just never works. Yeah. Plus, it's hard. It's a hard sell. Yeah. We're going to put a camera on your face. Eh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> you see a lot more drones, though. Love the drone shots. Used to be you had to get those shots from a blimp or something. Yeah. But there's a lot, lot of drone shots. And there's like mass amounts of drones now. Like I, I noticed at the end of the tournament on Sunday, the Heritage Classic, when Spieth won, there was like two over the ocean flying and they were just waiting to go to their shots. Yeah. From where they were. And it's just, and you know how they do those like new things where they go through the clubhouse or they go through the facilities with the drone. Wouldn't you hate to be the guy that crashes the first one? <laughs> We've seen them go to the facilities. Remember with the Masters? That's what I'm saying. They go through like, the clubhouse and they go through like Dallas the Dallas did the same screen. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. There's several uh, test runs, I think. You'd think. Yeah, there, there's more than a several. But uh, a lot of drones. A lot of drones out there. Denny Matthews was on with Carrington Harrison as he is uh, throughout the season and um, on Mondays. And he said, how would you change attendance? If you could offer suggestions to the Royals, Carrington, a really good question because the tennis has not been great. And what we've discussed that is that the weather, weather's been bad. Some of these, some of these games have been good weather and there's still nobody there. Is it kids are in school and that's why people aren't going, but it's not just the Royals. This is, this is a tennis problem around major league baseball. But what would Denny Matthews do to change it? I might change uh, game times a little bit, just tweak it a little bit. Maybe the night games, especially in April, May, and September, when school is in, start the games a half hour earlier than they do during the week. I think the other times are fine. Uh, One o'clock for day games. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the three o'clock start. I don't. I don't know who you're catering to for for a three o'clock start, but that's beside the point. I don't think we have. 
anymore, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really checked. But that's about it. But I think, really, Carrington, you're going to be talking, and the Royals have nothing to do with this. How about the high price of gas? How about inflation? I mean, people are having problems walking the grocery store and drive to the grocery store. You're using up a lot of funds right there, right? And now are you going to have the wherewithal to pay for tickets, pay for parking, uh, go to the ballpark on a consistent basis, maybe see a lot of people I think like to see seven to ten games a year. And maybe that's not quite doable now with the way that uh, the economy is. I think that's a big thing. And uh, I think all of baseball, all sports, are probably going to feel the effects of that sooner rather than later. So a little time changes maybe, and uh, that's about it. So it's Diddy Matthews on the thoughts in there. He makes some really good points, but I am curious. I want to discuss this and react to it where I see the problem with attendance in Major League Baseball next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. So Diddy's talking about you know, basically the cost of living. And are people making choices? They didn't during football season because they still came out to the NFL in droves. But I've seen baseball. I mean, some of this attendance, Dusty. Now, Kansas City was, what, second to last there. And then all of a sudden, other teams like, like Pittsburgh and Tampa and Oakland hadn't had home games at that point. But the Royals, 25th in Major League Baseball attendance. They don't have any Oakland or Houston because they were on the road. In the beginning, so look for Houston to have, I guess, better than Kansas City attendance. But the Dodgers, 49,000, lead the way. Number one, St. Louis, number two, 42,926 per game. The Kansas City Royals, I said, 17,147 per game. But even places, you know, big cities like Chicago Cubs, only 32,779 per game. But is it is it that? I mean, why, is it, why aren't people going to the games? And as Denny said, and I thought it was great, people are used to going to seven to ten games a year. Well, does that all of a sudden become four now? Does all of a sudden become five? Because parking right now, if you buy it online in advance, 20 bucks, 30 bucks at the gate, $40 uh, for some parking as well. It's $40 um, for um, um, reserve parking, $30 for general. If you buy it in, in advance, it's 20 bucks. But then you're having people buy it online. And, Dusty, can you tell me what sport has the oldest average viewer? I would have guessed baseball. Yes, it's 57 years old for the sport of baseball. So, I mean, it slides older. So, your target demo, the people you're trying to sell, you want everybody. You want 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 16 You want everybody. But the people that constantly watch baseball and give you the ratings are people in their 50s and older. That's who watches baseball. And, yeah, I know plenty of people in their 50s that are down with the apps and, you know, they're okay doing things online, but there's a lot of people in their 60s or 70s, they don't like screwing with it, man. And I know that sounds like a cop-out. If you're listening, you're saying, well, that's just lazy. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people that don't like screwing around with things online. Maybe they've gotten scammed before and don't like doing it, but there's a lot of audience, especially like, they like to use cash. You go to a game, you don't like to pay in debit cards all the time or credit cards you like to use cash. You don't like to buy things in advance. And all of a sudden you're saying, well, I could have saved my 10, 
yourself 10 bucks by doing this in advance. But the MLB app and the different apps that you have to have. Now, some people don't want those. And sometimes they are confusing. Like You can easily forget your password or whatever. But the tickets are right there on your phone. It's different than actually holding tickets in your hand. And I get it. I'm at the age now I really don't care if it's online or you get the tickets, you don't care. But I do know there's people older, older than myself that hate the whole philosophy of not having the tickets in their hand. I'm just saying, it's like, what are you trying to do with your business? Like, if your baseball and your business is older people watch my sport, well, do older people like to screw with apps? <laughs> That's the question. Or should they just get used to it, but then you're going to see an attendance decline like you're already seeing? And then, did people during the pandemic, did they say, okay, time to fix up this man cave? Because there was a whole lot of construction going on during the pandemic. People are home. They were getting bored. They were fixing up that basement. They were redoing their decks, redoing their decks, putting TVs out on the decks, maybe to sit there and watch baseball at night or watch sports, finding different ways to spend their money than spend it out. Now, the four to eight games, or excuse me, seven to eight games might become three to four games a year. I think you'll still get out there. You're just not going to get out there with the regularity. I don't know what it is, Dusty. It's just my my feelings. I think that the way that anything is, is that we all know that things are going to evolve. It's happened all the time. It's, you know, it, it happens all around us. And yes, apps can be struggling uh, when it comes to trying to gain an audience or to capture an audience. But um we continue to do it, and we see it work all the time. For instance, at the restaurant that I work with, they have a thing on the bottom of the check, right? There's like a little QR code. You can hit that with your phone, and you never have to pull your uh, debit card, your credit card, anything out. Now, obviously, if you pay cash, you just tell them, like, hey, I need X amount of change, or I need whatever back, or you keep it. But, like, the thing with when it comes to like the apps and getting into the ballpark is that what they're trying to do, what their selling point is, is that it's cleaner and it's faster. You can get your phone out. You can put it out of your window. The guy scans the barcode. You're in the stadium instead of getting to the thing, giving them a card, swiping the card, giving the card back, giving you a, a voucher that lets you know you paid and then moving forward. You're seeing this at golf courses too. Now golf courses, it's a little different because they want you to plan your tee time online that's where they say all the deals are. That's where they say you get the, you know, the first come, first serve of the tee times. But in reality, if you really want to, Binkley, you can still call golf courses and book a tee time over the phone. I'm a millennial. I'm very well of that. I should be using golf apps. I don't. I call clubhouses all the time because I don't know what's been dropped. I don't know what's not being used. And I know there might be some people out there that might be, hey, I had to cancel my tee time. That's open. But on the website, it didn't update it. So, I can still do that there. With MLB at Bad App, it is very quite simple. You get tickets from a, a source. They send them to you. You click the button that says tickets, and boom, they are there, and you just present it at the, at the window. Now, what they're doing, I guess that's probably pissing you off to a certain degree, is that the only way that parking is the cheapest is if you pay in advance on the website and get your ticket in advance. So what they're doing is they're using that as like you don't have to pay $40 or $30 to park. You can pay 20. And if you pay if you do that, all you got to do is get on the website the day before your game, purchase your parking ticket when you purchase your game ticket and everything's all, you know, easy peasy lemon squeezy. You're right inside the gates. You don't have to worry about it and you only pay 20 bucks for parking. And then what they hope you do 
is that you have a good enough experience with it that you spread it like wildfire, and then it just starts becoming a normal thing. The problem is, I thought Denny Matthews made a great point. Inflation, prices, you know, attendance, weather, all that factors in. And there's really, when we do this, we don't really bring up a positive. Like, we're not saying, well, it's still this, or, well, we're still getting this from the crowd. It's more so like, yeah, no one's going. And the reason is A, B, C, D, E, and F. And the reasons aren't anything positive. Like, well, it's still early. Kids are still in school. Weather's not been great. It's, no, team isn't performing. Pricing is bad. Tickets are too expensive. Parking's too expensive. I can't really go spend $400 at a grocery store. Why would I go and spend $200 at a Royals game when I know that I can't afford it? So well, it is, it's a mixed bag of, of, of a lot of things. Well, kids still go to school in St. Louis. Right. There's almost 43000 a night there. But they, they still have Little League. They still have school. In St. Louis, Missouri. I don't think they've canceled Baseball school. is a little different in St. Louis, isn't it, it? No, it is. But baseball, the average age uh, for baseball is 57 years old. That's up from 52 in 2000. So as people get older, the average age gets older. Average age of NFL fans are 50, NBA 42, NHL 49, MLS 40. So baseball does scale older. Now, you, seriously, you might think it's a cop-out. Well, they just need to learn the app. Well, ask your parents, do they like using the app? Did you have to teach them how to Zoom during the pandemic? Nah, just Uber. And they were Uber. like, screw it. I've only had to teach my parents how to do Uber. And once they figured it out, they're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, but you, you had to sit there and teach that at some point. But Dusty, I don't I mean, <laughs> I know a lot of people built man caves during the pandemic. And they thought that was kind of fun and easy just to watch games and buy their own beer. Is it just me or did everybody also buy a golf cart during the pandemic? There's a lot of golf cart buying. There's a lot of golf cart. There's a lot of golf playing during that time as well. It was the best social distance sport there was. <laughs> I mean, that was. I knocked off like four strokes on my handicap because of it. Like they were like, "Hey, golf course is open. Just can't use a golf cart." Fair enough. I'll walk. I don't care. I've got nothing going on today. I knocked off four seconds of my beer chugging time. There you go. So that was uh, something we all did. Something we all learned. Coming up next, though, Josh Vernier, the good, the bad, and the ugly for the Royal season so far. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. Pleased to be joined by our Royals insider who's had the last 48 hours off. You know him as Josh Vernier. Hey, Vern. What's up, Vern? Does anyone follow my off days closer than you? No. I swear to God, I cannot get a break from you, bro. He thinks you have a tan. Well, I, I know when you're not working because I have a show. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's, it's very simple. Well, not, not true because I work on Thursday and you'll have a show on Thursday. Your big draft special coming yeah, up. Yeah. You're a time stealer. So wrong. Right? Wrong, Binkley. Wrong again. He uh, accused you of being a time stealer. <laughs> not just yeah. doing your job. Yeah, like I'm out here clipping your wings, dog. Yeah. Come on. Well, we all wish they would have played yesterday. There's no question about it. Uh, it's like hurry up and sit, sit down and wait uh, for baseball. Dusty you want I, a sample size. You want them to hurry up and yeah. play 40 games so we yes. can read into something. Yeah, read into something. Read into some numbers. Is Santana going to turn things around? Is Hunter Dozier right. For real at this point, is Brad Keller going to keep being the stud that he's been? There, there's just questions that we have for the Royals uh, for certain. One thing Dusty and I were just talking about, and I know you've talked about it before, like especially around opening day when 
you know, nobody was out there at the game. I don't know if you've watched the USFL over like zero people there. Told you. Of course I haven't. They have I game, told you. They have a game on Fox Sports 1 right now. It's worth it just to see the empty stand. They're all empty on one side. No, like it's not 100% empty. It. Yes, it's worth no. it. Then you no, look the at only that people say, that watch baseball. the USFL are football nerds like you and gambling degenerates like Alex Gold. They were on Fox and NBC at the same time the other night. I mean, it's a... Jumbo simulcast. That just means there's a lot of gamblers and a lot of football nerds. That's true, but you got to get to see this. It's just amazing uh, the amount of attendance. It's it's insane. But uh, what, what do you think? As Denny Matthews was on earlier talking to Carrington, he was talking about inflation, gas prices. You know, it's it's expensive for people to do now, and people that were going to seven or eight games, maybe half of them at this point. You know, going to three or four when you have parking and the tickets and. Everything else, I'm not using school as an excuse because they have school in St. Louis the last time I checked, and they're still putting forty, almost 43000 a night into the games. But what is it? Do people just find other things to do with their money? Or are they, it's everything. Wait? Okay. It's, it's, it's everything all put together. And, and St. Louis, to me, St. Louis and Boston are the only baseball-first cities in this country. Every other city that has an NFL team is NFL-first and – baseball or basketball second so comparing yourself to st louis or boston i think is a a fool's errand but but yeah it's it's everything i went to the grocery store today everything is a dollar more than yeah. than usual we all understand what's going on with gas uh we, we could talk about the product on the field they are below 500 it is a lot of the same names and the same questions that we've had over the past few years we could go even uh more big picture we could talk about the game itself and uh, 81 opportunities to go out to Kauffman Stadium. Why go when it's freezing if you know uh, I can go in June, I can go in July? And uh, sure, yeah, there are a lot of families that go seven to ten times a season. I knew I, I, I grew up in a household. We went once. We made the drive to the city once a year. Um, now, I don't know if that was because I wouldn't shut up during the game and my dad couldn't take it anymore. Um, but I, I know we only went once, and uh, that was always enough for me. I thought most people growing up, I thought you most people only went once uh, over the course of a summer. So, uh, yeah, I, I think most people are dialing back and becoming that once, twice, maybe three times a year. Let's go when the weather's nice uh, because there are so many entertainment options. Why sit at Kauffman Stadium on a windy 50-degree Thursday afternoon when I could go on a gorgeous Saturday night in July? Are you buying the, the theory that, because uh, I brought it up, they're 57 years old is the uh, median age of, uh, or the, excuse me, the uh, average age of uh, MLB viewers. And it was 52 in 2000. So it's, it keeps going up. And that's, you know, about 10 years older than the rest of the major sports because mm. NBA and NHL, NFL, right around that 50, 49, 48 mark. And baseball is a lot older. And I'll say this, because I, I do know, and I'm not saying this is a cop-out or anything, but I do know people in their late 50s, 60s, and 70s that just don't want to screw with apps. Like, they just don't want to screw with it. And if they can't hold tickets in their hand, they're not going. Well, then they're not going anywhere. Well, they used to go to these games all the time. Yeah, well, they like I mean. They like paying the, in cash, you know? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, they go to Chiefs games, and they go to KU games, and they go to... I don't know, whatever other, they're not going to Mizzou games, but other sporting events around the area. They go to Sporting Kansas City. All of it's on your phone. All of it is, is the Ticketmaster app or the MLB Ballpark app. Uh, yeah, you look, look if, if you're so very stubborn 
that you refuse to use your cell phone or your computer, well, the world's been passing you by. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, but you only have yourself to blame for your stubbornness. There's someone in your life that would like to help you. Just ask him for a hand. I think football is a little bit different because, you know, you have those games, the two games where you're going to be on the road and away, and it, it's one game, you know, yeah, but, per but weekend. Yeah, but that goes back to the 81 opportunities to see your team. There's way too much uh, supply for as little demand as there is for Major League Baseball. Yeah, and they're fighting their son or daughter or whatever to help them with the tickets to go for that that game. I, I just think football is much different than baseball because you're talking about going to many, many games when you're talking about baseball. Let's talk about the product on the field. You look around Major League Baseball, everybody's got losses. What the second-best record in baseball has three losses. The Royals just have five. Dodgers and Giants just have two, but everybody's you know everybody's got losses. This is uh, still the time where teams are trying to figure out who and what they are. What have you learned from the Royals early on that you didn't know before? Um, that's a good question. Um, the only the only thing that I'll read into, and, and even that, it, it's not a large enough sample size. Uh, my big question for Brad Keller this year was, uh, how do you react to to pressure, R- real pressure being on your shoulders? Because you could say that 2021 was the first time that he took the field with a, a team at, at the big league level where there was real pressure on him. Uh, th- maybe maybe not a majority of Royals fans expected the team to win in 2021, but when they started the season, uh, I, I know the, the players inside the clubhouse of the organization thought they had a chance to compete, they had a chance to uh, flirt with a 500 record. Uh, but when Keller struggled in April and then struggled again in June, uh, that was, you know, uh, I don't want to say the death knell, but once June concluded, I, I think we could all acknowledge that the, the, the season was a wrap, that it was on to 2022. I remember being at the trade deadline wondering what the Royals were doing um, and, and surprised, honestly, surprised that they were admitting by hanging on to everybody. They were admitting that, hey, we're going to run it back in 2022. We don't think uh, what we saw in 2021 was a true indicator of, of the talent that we have in this clubhouse. So we're going to run it back with Bobby Witt Jr. And, and double down on these young pitchers and double down on Mondesi, double down on Dozier and go for it in 2022. So I wanted to see with now new pressure and new expectations for 2022. How does Brad Keller handle it when everything is on his shoulders, everything is on his back? Now, that didn't happen in game two. Everybody was in a great mood after opening day. Bobby walked it off, basically, and Zach Greinke pitched well. You're 1-0. Everybody's in a good mood. Brad Keller goes out there and shoves for six innings. Okay, no, no, no real pressure. But this last time, uh, your offense is doing nothing. You're carrying a five-game losing streak into a stadium that is half full um, in, in a city where the fans are teetering on checking out and getting ready solely for the NFL draft in another year of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it was all on the shoulders of Brad Keller, and yet you, you never saw that, uh, that, that guy that was trying to throw it through the catcher like we saw last season, a guy that was trying to throw six shutout innings with every single pitch, a guy that was trying to show you I can be the ace of the staff, I can get back that number one, um, the, the, the way that we viewed him 
in 2020, in that 2021 season, when he was the number one in this rotation, uh, that guy that we saw uh, the other day go out there and throw seven innings of two-run baseball, that was a guy that looks comfortable being the game two starter in an ALDS or the game three starter in an ALCS. So uh, Brad Keller answering the bell, because if you go back and look since the start of 2021, when he takes the mound uh, following a win, he has a three ERA, hmm. but when he takes the mound, uh, not following a win, meaning uh, after a loss or on opening day, his ERA is near seven. So to have him go out there and throw seven innings of two-run baseball and even pitch better than that, to be quite honest with you, uh, that was probably the best moment of the year so far for me. He's been my biggest surprise this year, to be honest with you, because you know, we've talked about four, but he gave up a run every single start he had last year, going all the way back till 2020. And I don't know if it's John. We talked a little bit about John Smoltz. They talked to him in the offseason, watched one of his bullpens, sat down with him, had lunch with him, talked to him. If this worked for Brad Keller, Smoltz needs to meet everybody, like for yeah. this rotation. But are you buying what Brad Keller's doing? Because to me, he, again, it's small sample sizes, two starts, but I'm more pleasantly surprised with him than anybody else. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm buying uh, anything, really. It, it's just way too early in the season, even though we have two starts from Granke and two starts from Keller. I'm not going to uh, completely buy into anything, but uh, Keller, I, I didn't need much from. I've been a believer in Brad Keller. That's why I was so very disappointed with um, his 2021, and really it was it was April and June. Uh, you eliminate those two months, and he pitched to his career mark, which is basically a – six innings of a three-and-a-half ERA. He's a very good starting pitcher. He can be in my uh, what I think is a, a number three on a championship team. Uh, so I, I was more surprised with his 2021 than I am with his start to 2022. I, I just think he put way too much uh, in his brain, on his shoulders, on his back last year, and the talent around him, the defense behind him at times, and then, of course, his, um, at times, inability to execute, uh, th those ultimately led to that, 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 that porous 2021. But I'm not going to give John Smoltz too much credit. Maybe he helped the mentality somewhat, but I know uh, we all spent a, a, an entire spring training lauding uh, Zach Granke and everything he's going to teach these young pitchers, and then the young pitchers come out and uh, don't get off to a great start, and suddenly we're not hearing what a great mentor Zach Granke is anymore. <laughs> no. Just Remember the, that talk? It was just, I know, oh, my God, there's Brady Singer sitting next to him. It's a, young, it's a younger crowd. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what yeah. they do. But this this division, I'm curious your thoughts on this division because they will play these teams 19 times a year. And let's face it, it makes a difference on if you finish with 75 wins, 65, or 85 uh, what you do in this division, it matters that much. Only one team has a winning record. One team, the Chicago White Sox, 6-3. and three, The rest of them under 500. Now, you've seen the Guardians up close. You've seen the Tigers up close. You're about ready to see the Minnesota Twins up close. And of all these teams, who are you most curious about? Who do you have the most questions about wh thinking whether this team could be good or not? Detroit, because uh, I'm pretty sure Chicago's good even though they've been riddled with injuries over the first few weeks of the season, uh, it, it seems to me as if they'll, they'll spend, they'll invest at the trade deadline. 
I have to imagine that clubhouse is out for blood this year after coming so close the past two years only to be, uh, you know, division winners the past two years only to be quickly kicked to the curb in the postseason. I, I think Chicago has a sole focus this year from top to bottom. So I'm pretty sure they're good. I don't believe in the Minnesota Twins whatsoever, and that was before Sonny Gray landed on the IR or on the IL. Um, although uh, a few of these young pitchers, like the, the guy they got from Tampa in the Nelson Cruz trade last year, Joe Ryan, we'll see him in the finale. Uh, this dude, he's got a pitch called a splinker. It, a what? A splinker. It's a, a splitter uh, mixed with a sinker. A splinker. Uh, a splinker. And then they got this uh, Duran kid, their their closer. Yeah, he throws a hundred, a hundred and two in his first outing of the season. So I'm, I guess I'm curious about watching those two up close. But I I don't I don't buy the Twins whatsoever. This this Carlos Correa deal, get real. He's going to opt out at the end of the season if he does anything. He's not committed to that team. He's not committed to that clubhouse. Buxton's already banged up. The Twins stink, in my opinion. Yeah, Buxton's think... always banged up. But how's, right. how's this new? I mean, it, you sent me his injuries earlier today, and I'm like, there. I mean, he makes Mondi look like an Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunate because Buxton has shown us the MVP stuff that we have not seen from Mondesi. Right? We, we all talk about the MVP talent that resides inside of Mondesi. We've actually seen it from Byron Buxton. I don't believe in the uh, Guardians' offense, uh, so I think you know they're somewhere between third and fourth. And then it comes down to the pitching of the Tigers and the Royals, the young pitching. Whoever wins that battle, I think, finishes second in this division. But what I'm curious about when it comes to Detroit is uh, Javi Baez and Spencer Torkelson, uh, the, the, the kind of um, improvements uh, they can make. Because if they, they can be uh, consistent forces in the middle of their lineup, it, it's a lot like uh, Bobby Witt and Dozier or Bobby Witt and Adalberto Mondesi if they can just get two of them uh, to take drastic steps forward I think that takes their offense to a new level that coupled with the young pitching I, I think Detroit and Kansas City are the two most fascinating teams in this division yeah it didn't seem like your daddy's Tiger team did it I mean they're, just, they're not so? making they're not they're just not making the mistakes they used to make I mean, they look more yeah. fundamentally sound than what I'm used to seeing the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of A.J. Hinch. I'm not in that clubhouse enough, but, but the people that are and the people that I, I had a chance to speak with over the past few days, uh, they rave about the young pitchers, they rave about Spencer Torkelson, and they rave about A.J. Hinch. So it certainly seems as if the nucleus is there. Uh, Baez is a champion. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is is just you know furthering um, his uh, legacy with the kind of numbers that he's going to put up. So you know a lot of things look like they're coming together there, but to have it all come together in, in one year with, with all these new faces would be uh, surprising. It normally doesn't go like that, but but who knows? Man, is it going to rain the next couple of days, Vern? Or we can get these games in. I'll I'll defer to you, and then whatever you say, the opposite will happen. So I'll I'll pose that question. It's not going to rain. You are they going to get these games in? Yep, it's going to rain, but right. not during that game time. One of them would be uh, rained out. Fake Damn. radar, huh? Fake oh, radar. You're the one with the fake radar. It no, actually, gonna... D- Dusty. 
I think Dusty has the edge. If we're looking at a winning percentage, I believe Dusty Likens has a better winning percentage. That's right. Predicting the weather. Than Are you, you kidding? Do, We've been home. I mean, you're like the, the Detroit Lions. No, man. no. We've been at home like after the game, like about 11, 1130. <laughs> then it starts raining after Dusty was calling it rain out in like the fifth inning. That happened like three okay, years well, then ago. You're both terrible. Well, Dusty, we've I'll been out that. there, man. I'm not a meteorologist. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Splinker. I'm kind of excited a splinker. about this. I'm going to see the splinker. <laughs> Ready to Put see that what he on a T-shirt. Yeah. Is it the number one? You think that's what he gets that called, or is it like the third finger? No, I would think that would be uh, the f- that would be four fingers. Okay. Hey Vern, that little uh, contraption <laughs> these uh, the catchers have that can tell the uh, pitcher what to throw. Yeah. What is the catcher or receiver too? Like, are pitchers eventually going to be able to send the signal into the catcher too? Like, where are they going to put the device? Uh, the the catch. You mean why why can the catcher hear it? You because know, Greinke just... likes to call his own pitches. But I was wondering where pitchers like will signal something. No, no. the The reason why the catcher can hear it is so he makes it, it's a, it's a way to reinforce you hit okay. the right buttons so you don't huh. get uh, you don't take a fastball in the junk. <laughs> I wonder how many hitters are hearing exactly what they're throwing. Yeah, and that's also been because uh, there's that little speaker coming down. The umpire yeah, know, is yeah. uh, supposed to lend a helping hand, and if it's too loud, he's supposed to tell the catcher. You just know, you just know that there's uh, that's that's happened before at this point. So, well, sadly, yeah, because there's five thousand people at these games around the country. Sure, yeah, everyone could hear what's coming through the catcher's speaker. And that's right, and that's why we got a problem. Watch watch uh, Fox Sports One for a minute if you want to. No, I'm gonna never. let you go. Vern, thanks a million, buddy. We'll listen tomorrow. All right, all right. Take care. Josh Vernier right there at Royals Insider. Good stuff. The Splinker. Never even heard about it, Dustman. Splinker, man. Oh, so does, it, does it split and sink, or does it sink and split? I don't know exactly, <laughs> but I absolutely love to come up next, though. I want to ask you about that catching contraption. If you're on board with it or not, because many people are going, what the hell is this? No. That's exactly what it is. We're, we're going to talk about it next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bacon Night, Jay Binkley. Jim and Dusty Eichner. Dirty Werewolf is getting after him. He's throwing his splinker. I'm, I'm very intrigued with this. I want a t-shirt that says, I'm here for the splinker. I don't know. I feel like there should be one that says, don't expose your splinker yet. Aren't you curious why there's not more knuckleball pitchers? Like, prolong your lifespan by just switching yeah, but- that at some point later. Think like about all the guys Dickey. that have tried to throw. Yeah, but he well, he won a Cy Young. Yeah, but he threw uh, a harder knuckleball. But yeah, he threw like a yeah like a spiked fastball. But he was like in his thirties and looked up Tim Wakefield and all that. But also had a really challenging name. You would think it would prolong your Rod career. Dickey. Prolong your career throwing the knuckle. But you got to think about it though, Bink. Like everybody that's tried to throw the knuckleball successfully, there's like Hoyt Wellham, Tim Wakefield, and Rod Dickey. Those are the three people that have kind of, and I'm sure like there's stats out there that prove that there's been other people that can throw the knuckleball, but come on. Charlie Huff threw it too, didn't he, at the end? Sure, I guess. People, I, It's really fun to throw in wiffle ball. Yeah. By the way, do you know somebody that you know hit a uh, three-run home run in a wiffle ball game? Uh, let me think about this real quick. That's right. Bzew. Yep. I was chosen after Rex Hudler, so I consider myself the Cal Ripken of 6'10". Were you the second pick? I was. He went, uh, Alex Gold went uh, Rex Hudler, Cody Tapp went Dusty Likens. 
Dusty Likens, three-run home run in the bottom of the first. Rex Hudler, ground out to first base. Yeah, I saw you dancing around the base path. I didn't dance. Eh, you're talking pointed, some crap. No, I pointed at Fesco and Gold. Oh, was that your point at? I pointed at those two. And then excellent footage, though, by none other than Pete Sweeney. Uh, he works for Arrowhead Pride, if you didn't know. And um, then, uh, Editor-in-chief. Yeah, and then it, then I got home, and the, <laughs> the catcher was... Uh, some young lady, she said, did you mean mug me on the way to first? I said, I would never do that. And that's how the video ends. I just saw the video of you like looking like you were talking junk. The whole to, no, just to gold. And then like Nate Taylor tried to stop me from rounding second because he he saw the, the super powerful moment that just happened. Did Man. you bat flip at all? I don't. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big bat flipper. I'm more of just like a, a, a lip slipper. Have you seen some of these bat flips? <laughs> Minor league baseball and even in college? Like strumming like a guitar. I mean, they've gotten so much better. One guy went up there with his bat on fire. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I was down with that. They've gotten so much better, man. Oh, it's R A Dickie, not Raw. Okay, I thought it was Raw. Pujols took one and just slammed his bat down. He like Pujols his home run the other day, though. Uh, yeah, Props to the people that like took that video. That many, when you've hit that many, you can do whatever the hell you want. I I don't care if you've hit one or one hundred or one thousand. You can do a bat flip, whatever you want. Just I Pinkley, we talk about this all. I have gotten literally in a heated debate with my father about this, and I know we got to get to a break, so it's really short. No, actually, I don't care about bat flips. I'm, I'm fine I've with it. I've told my dad, I go, if you want to flip your bat, that's totally fine. Just expect the ball to be coming in a little closer next time you come up to bat, as well as the pitchers. If I get struck out by a pitcher and he's, you know, James shielding it in the middle of the diamond, walking off the diamond, and I see it, you better believe if I get a hold of one against James Shields next time I hit against him, gone. Like, and I'm going to flip my bat. Well, I didn't ask you the burning question I wanted to. By the way, uh, 913 says it's R.A. Dickey, not Raw. He knows yeah, that. He's, he's jacking around. I don't. I thought it was Raw. Just like J.A. Happ, it's J.A. It's not Ja? No, it's not Ja. So why is it Ja Morant, not J.A. Morant? Good question, man. <laughs> ask his mom. I know I why. Care, I man. know why. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Plus, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes talk today and... Did they include Petra Mahomes' the discussion of trade? Yes, plus somebody else next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 